This piece was brought to you by Roberta's, robertaspizza.com. I'm Damon Bolte, host of The Speakeasy. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Can you dig it? We're back. Somehow we survived WrestleMania and uh, back with another Bush recording from Bushwick with with my good friend, uh, the great the, the great guitar slinger Gary Lucas. What, what? <laughs> Your good friend, my good friend. We we are so good, good friends. I got yeah. full disclosure. I know you in real life. True enough. And you've been a you've been a repeat customer here on Arts yes. and Seizures. I've done it four, five, six times. Four, or five, six times. Uh, something like that. I'm only in it for the pizza. <laughs> hey, hashtag pizza whore. That's me. <laughs> okay. uh, that's that's how I uh, operate. But I'm really really glad to see you here, uh, Gary. We just had a great time at Depop's uh, 60th birthday yes. party, blowing it out on the Interstellar Overdrive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Brad Joe from Kilimanjaro, great dollar brand too. Yeah, yeah. So right on. But you, as ever, are as hard a working man in show business as I, I know. You've yeah. been all over the world. You've been yep. playing live soundtracks to to numerous films. Most recently, uh, the Bunuel film where I saw you. Yes, that was out at Pioneer Works. Which, in case you don't know, guys, it's a really, really visionary art center. Uh, Located out in Red Hook, which is the last bastion of hipsterdom. <laughs> next next stop, Dublin after Red Hook. Well, and, uh, well there's a famous <laughs> story by H.P. Lovecraft called The Horror in Red Hook. Anyway, uh, it's a beautiful place. Fantastic. Pioneer Works, and go check it out. Dustin Yellen is doing an amazing job out there. and uh, I'll be back there hopefully in June, uh, possibly July, doing a soundtrack to the great... 1934 Chinese silent film The Goddess and uh, with a special surprise well what uh, should I keep it a surprise no I got a great singer who's gonna appear there with me Sophia Fei Fei Yang uh, who can really sing my Edge of Heaven material? I, I love the Edge of Heaven material yeah. for uh, those of you coming in uh, naked to this <laughs> the Gary Lucas experience. That is a record of Chinese pop songs. Yes, and actually uh, is on the books. My most popular album of 30 very odd albums I've released over... Yeah, the Gary Lucas section years. of my own CD collection is pretty... pretty, pretty it's taking yeah. up a lot of real estate. But that is also one of my very favorite ones Thank that you. you've done. I, it's it's like re- really very very pretty. Um, but it's um, but they're pop songs, you know? Yes. Well, those songs derived from film musicals that emanated from Shanghai during the wars when Shanghai was a free port and many... Refugees and many European musician refugees and American jazz musicians who were floating through Shanghai at the time found work in the recording studios uh, making music for these film musicals and also playing in dance orchestras that uh, appeared at ballrooms. There's still a standing ballroom in Shanghai, the Paramount, which is quite amazing. 
and Fletcher Henderson's band played there in the 30s. You know, there are accounts of this. Have you toured this record in China? I have, yeah. And I hope to go back and do more. Uh, I I love playing this music anyway. So check out The Edge of I'll tell you what, I I, I see a guitar (laughs) sitting there. Maybe maybe you can whip it out. And uh, if you're in in the proper Chinese tuning... um, I am for one of them. Maybe maybe, uh, a little Chinese democracy. Hopefully not. Please allow me to look at you again. And you dig it, Gary Lucas and Arts and Seizures. So, uh, what did we just hear? That was "Please Allow Me to Look at You Again," which is a, a wonderful number by Joe Xuan, who was known as the Golden Voice of China. There are two main divas that I was preoccupied with making "The Edge of Heaven." Joe Xuan and Baiguang, and they are like fire and ice. Uh, Joe Xuan had a very girlish ingenue appearance and a very high uh, ethereal voice. Bai Guang was in contrast, kind of the Mae West of China. <laughs> she was the bad girl and uh, with a low, husky, sexier voice. And uh, I like to uh, mix it up and I did that on the record, but in Sophia Fei Fei Yang I found someone who can actually sing both voices and do it superbly. So. And you bring her all the way to Red Hook. Yeah. I'm going to play the score for the great silent film, which also was made in Shanghai in 1934, uh, directed by Wang Yonggang. And uh, it features an amazing, uh, just superb actress, Ruan Lingyu, who, w- upon her death a few years later, there were apparently 100,000 people clogging the streets of Shanghai 
for her funeral cortege. Well, the last time uh, we were in Redwick, we saw you doing the Boonwell film, uh, Angel yes, Exterminador. Angel Exterminador. <laughs> using your hooker. Well, uh, that, that, all, that, all, all that Jew hooker. training came. My, that's what my grandmother would call it. Yes. Angel. Okay, it was, yes. It's, 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 it's the uh, same. My, my Castilian pronunciation. Yes, this is uh, one of the, my favorite films. I am kind of a cinephile. I'll tell you what, and, and one, th- uh, one thing that's great, though, Gary, is like you were, you're talking about the Chinese pop music. After the uh, screening and, and your really, really great performance um, to the Bunuel film, you explained it better in about five minutes than I got in like two years of film school. Ah, thank uh, you. you know, I, mean, I mean, no, you're great because you, you know about it, you know the history, you know the background. You're not just walking into this and you know just no. peeling it off. I mean, right. it's, it's, it goes deeper than that. I do love great classic cinema. I mean, I. I had a background when I was a boy. I was an aspiring filmmaker, and I did make animations and all sorts of films. And then I got into the history of cinema and ran the Yale Film Society for a few years. Started a horror film society when I was up there. I was wondering how long it would take before you to mention that you went to Yale. Because ah, that's the, well, the true son of a Yale man. Listen. 209. Nine minutes. <laughs> okay, well, Within 10 minutes. in Connecticut. I, all I'm going to say is, you know, <laughs> that and a nickel... I, Tell you, I I didn't really spend that much time on the academic side of things, but I did see a lot of films when I was up there, and play a lot of music, and you know I was part of the let us, let us say the lunatic fringe, yeah. hanging out there. But some of my classmates, I mean, it's really funny. I know there's a there's a there's a show on tonight on HBO called Vinyl. Which has been uh, summarily denounced by mainly the entire music industry. I've what seen it so pilloried. It. I, have not yeah. seen, I have not seen it oh, yet. Oh, no, but I, my wife and I really enjoy it as just amusing, you know, uh, cheesy trash. But it's kind of, you know, there's a- aspects of it that certainly ring true. Well, you were, you were, worked in dude, dude, you were a suit, okay? Yeah. You were a suit. Well, I had really nice suits. That I, had. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing ties like you wouldn't believe. From Krola and, I don't know, other, like, Fopperish <laughs> type uh, stores in England. I used to, like, get these suits and ties. But the fact is, the uh, I have a connection to the show in two aspects. One is that one of the co-creators, along with Martin Scorsese and Mick Jagger, is a guy named Rich Cohen, who wrote a fantastic book called Tough Jews. Mm-hmm. You should know about this. I know this book. You do? Okay. And... Uh, this is the history of the gangs, the Jewish-led mob scene on the Lower East Side in Brownsville. Tough Jew, which seems like an oxymoron. Well, you know, people like Louis Lepke <laughs> and Abe Ellis, Murder Incorporated, and these characters, Meyer Lansky. The motherfucker the fixed the World Series. There you go. So, uh, well, anyway, uh, Rich came up to me out of the blue. I didn't know him from Adam, but I was on tour playing... A live soundtrack with a German silent film, The Golem, which mm-hmm. I played, was in Phoenix, I believe. I just landed at the Phoenix, Arizona airport. And this fellow traveler came up to me and he said, You're Gary Lucas. I love your music. Rich Cohen, I'm the author of Tough Jews. <laughs> so I went out to, and read this book, and it's like one of my favorite books. So he's one of the creators of it. That's one connection. And uh, the other connection is I did go to school. That school up in Connecticut (laughs) shall remain nameless with the mother of Olivia Wilde. It's a friend of mine named Leslie Redlick who married Alexander Coburn's brother, Andrew Coburn. Alex used to write this incendiary left-wing column in the Village Voice, you may remember. (laughs) And his brother, Andrew, is also a really good journalist. Anyway, their daughter, Olivia Redlick, 
got a lot of stick. Apparently, I read an interview with her because of her last name, and they'd say Red Dick or whatever they call her. <laughs> so she decided to change it to Olivia Wilde, and she's quite good in this show, and so... I can't wait for the tonight is the second of the last episode of this run, and uh, the big I'm, news is they're getting a new showrunner. They're kicking out Terrence Winter, who was like so good with The Sopranos, to bring in some fresh blood on the show because it was picked up. I, I, I've yet to see it. It's been so right, well, like pilloried on you know yeah, on social know, media and but, stuff. But all my rock listen, and roll friends, uh, you know, and I, you know, is it going to be? First of all, I don't believe in the concept of guilty pleasure. If if, you're, if it's pretty pleasure, you shouldn't feel guilty. It's just so amusing that. trash. But it will be a hate crazy. watch, or am I really going to dig it? I'm going to I'm going to tune in. And I'm going to I'm going to post my opinion on your Facebook page. Okay, <laughs> do you do that? But I'll have the option to delete it as I often do if I don't agree <laughs> that, that, with that, the sentiment. So so anyway, free yeah. press is vastly overrated. I close the iron door. I'll <laughs> John Barrymore in the 20th century. That's right, Lily right. Garland. Yes. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> so, what else can we talk about? Well, it's all, it's all right. Well, um, I was going to segue from like uh, working up at uh, Epic to uh, working with Captain Beefheart because I always like talking about that. Yeah. And the Beefheart business is still good. Beefheart, I'm in the Beefheart business, the Buckley business, the, you know, the big bees. With bees. You the got your Bach, you got your Beethoven, you, you got go. your Brahms, you got your Beefheart, <laughs> and you got your Buckley. Yes. Uh, no, I. I'm, I'm definitely actively out there banging the drum for Don Van Vliet, a.k.a. Captain Beefheart. I do a lot of postings of both the music and his artwork, which I, I think is phenomenal. I, I think his paintings good. are great, too. Just great. And he was a great, he was a great wordsmith and poet. Uh, I'll tell you a story. A couple of years ago, I got an email from an editor at University of Chicago Press who said, are you still working with this guy? Because we want to do an anthology of just the written stuff because mm-hmm. it's so great. I mean, really, I rate his, you know, they call them lyrics. I would say they're as good as anybody's lyrics and music. No, it's, the, it stands up to all the, yeah, all, the, all the rules that you try to set for what makes poetry sure, good and what know, makes it, and his paintings and, as well. He has his own vocabulary that is created. Um, he has his own syntax, he has his own rhythm. And, and the images, imagery. The imagery is like, I mean, just unbelievable. So I said, well, no, I'm sorry, alas, I'm no longer working directly with it, but here's the guy to contact who's fielding any inquiries of a business-related nature and it got nowhere, I'm sorry to say. They were like, well, don't call us, we'll call you. And that is a shame because this guy, yeah, I mean, he's right up there with all of the greats I, that I've admired, uh, you know, in my Absolutely. No, I'm, I'm one of those life. guys. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm of the cult when I heard Trout Mask Replica. I mean, it kind of made me stop and not, not, not just stop and listen to the record, but as I kind of dug in and decoded what was in there, it made me look sideways at everything else in my life. Right. You know, when I got into the, into the weird syntax of, of that record and, you know, and then his, his other records and, you know, right up through Ice Cream for Crow, I mean, really, and, and Dock at Radio Station, I love very, very much. A very strong finish, I have to say, to a, an amazing career musically. But that was a big frustration for me because, you know, I had joined it to do the music and I was fortunate and uh, lucky enough, I mean, to play on two of his records that put me on the map as a guitarist. Well, that's the first, that's the first time I, I became right. aware of you, right. you know, the Doc at Radio Station Tour. I saw you play it yeah. at the Beacon Theater and, um, and now here you are in arts and seizures. Hey, well, this is a great, I mean, mm, smell that the pizza, beats is coming, the beats is coming. through the glass. Why I'm bugged, though, is that they're not... 
broadcasting this our little <laughs> colloquy here on the other side it of the might, it, it, might, it might be People lost. People are oblivious. It might be lost on, on, this, on the Roberta's, on the, on the Roberta's brunch crowd. What are they listening to? I, I don't know. It could be Led Zeppelin Spotify station. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's going here. This is the awkward well, date table. This is what we this table here in front of the window. Oh, no, the guy wrapped on the glass. And like, I think, hey, we're I think here. he's looking at us now. He's waving. I think it's going good with them. Okay. I think I'm pretty sure they had sex last night and they're still happy. <laughs> I'm pretty, sure, pretty happy. Hey, um, smiles on their face. We're gonna take we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna listen to uh, one of, one of your new records because yes. I have three new albums out, folks, simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is uh, we're gonna hear this is uh, your record uh, Stereo Opticon with yes. uh, Jan, Jan Close. Close, fantastic singer. We're playing two shows in the area. One is April twenty eighth, Saturday night at the Stephen Talk House out in the Hamptons in Amagansett. Uh, and then we're also going to be playing at the Cutting Room on May 2nd, which I believe is the Monday following that at 9.30. And uh, I'm really proud of this record. It is just my acoustic and Jan's Why don't you get a band, Gary? Gary, why don't you get a band? Yeah, well, <laughs> it's been suggested. Well, you know, yes, because I think that really everything that needs to be said song-wise and, and performance-wise can be encapsulated in... Acoustic and voice. I mean, my hey, uh, good favorite for- records, many of them are just in that format. I don't think it's like been as explored as often as it should be. And the fact is, I am kind of a one-man. Or what did you say? I uh, said, you're not a one-man band. You're a no-band man. There you go. I mean, I have a wonderful band, Gods and Monsters, but I only take them out when it really is an appropriate situation, such as we were the house band on a wonderful tour in Australia last September on a tribute to both Tim and Jeff Buckley called A State of Grace. And uh, they were magnificent, and the reviews said this. In Australia, we really impressed people with our performance. But, you know, to like bring them out here and just throw them against the wall, which is basically what happens trying to you know, garner attention for it, it's like very daunting, and it's just like I don't really like to go there much anymore unless there's a real... You know, purpose, or there's some support for these efforts of ours. I, well, I'm glad to pay pay them pizza anytime the, the gang wants to, <laughs> so, wants to yeah, if they come to by. Do that. We'll be happy to, like, well, you know, arrange something. Well, I, I like the Gods and Monsters very much, you know, and I'm always thrilled when yeah. I get to sit in with it's you guys. Great band. And make Ernie some noise. Brooks. Billy yeah. Ficka, sometimes Richard Dworkin and Jason Candler. Awesome. Sometimes Jordan Shapiro. Real great guys, great players. I've taken them to no, Russia, a- to. Gods oh, and Monsters been running. How long has Gods and Monsters been running? Twenty five years. Yeah, now? now it's twenty seven years. This summer, I started that band in nineteen eighty nine. It's gone through a lot of changes, but you know, that's my band, and I'm still proud of it. We've released many great albums. The last one, Jerry Harrison was on board as both producer and keyboardist. He was just in town. You didn't call me, Jer. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. What? All right, well, let's get back Can to Jan, Jan, Jan Close. We're going to take a quick break. Okay. We're going to hear a track from the, uh, one of your many new CDs. I, I always want, I want to use my Joe Franklin voice. Many, 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 many new CDs. I really CDs. love Joe Franklin. You have upcoming gigs. <laughs> I, I love what, I love Martin Paint. Martin Paint, which, remi- which reminds me, i got to get Uncle Floyd on this show. I keep saying I'm going to have a call. Floyd Vavino. Mar, because <laughs> he, he did the best Joe Frankfurter best. of all. i got to just tell you, Floyd Vavino wanted me and my first wife, Ling Lucas, to manage him, and we actually had a meeting about that before he made it. He did one album. Art and Seizure Scoop. 
That's a scoop. And the Gary Lucas Uncle Floyd connection. I brought David Johansson on the show. I hooked up some good gigs on that show in 1977. <laughs> that was like the only thing that was happening on UHF. Oh, it was, it was, it was the best. Days. I feel sorry for people who never David Bird. We Floyd. gave him a lot of employment and at CBS <laughs> Records doing voiceovers for us, you know, and Artie Delmar. Oh, I digress. Those were the days. Those were the days. Yeah. All right, let's hear something from Stereopticon. Quickly, what are we going to hear? Because uh, okay. time, time flies. Yes, this is called Secret Wings. And, well, it's a really good statement about just living for the city. Check it out. All right. You're listening to Arts and Seizures here live on the Heritage Radio Network. Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Have you listened to A Taste of the Past? It's a show devoted to connecting our current food world with its storied past. Host and culinary historian Linda Palaccio welcomes chefs, scientists, authors, scholars, and revolutionaries into the studio to discuss food culture and history from around the globe. Have you seen the culture of food change over the past 25, 30 years? It's been incredible. Linda covers content ranging from the history of black chefs in the White House to behavioral psychology and the evolution of Italian food in America. You can listen to A Taste of the Past anytime on HeritageRadioNetwork.org or on iTunes and Stitcher. Oh, okay, we're back. Uh, please remember, Heritage Radio is member-supported, so if you're looking at your internet machine and uh, digging what you hear and you see a button that says be a member or donate, push that button, send Wanna us some money, and then uh, be a member, and, uh, <laughs> and Gary Lucas will come play your kid's bar mitzvah, maybe. Oh, yeah. I got a sliding scale. <laughs> but uh, So we're, we're, we're moving. This is the fastest half hour on the internet. You know you know what they say, time flies like when an arrow, and fun. fruit flies like a banana. <laughs> I never heard that one, but I kind of like that. Another great Jewish philosopher. Marx, Groucho, comma Groucho. Oh, yeah. Um, we're traveling the world. Let's go to Hungary. Okay, so I just uh, had a new album released on Friday called Pearly Clouds. It's a really lovely project based on traditional Hungarian folk music with my good old friend from Budapest, Tony Dejo, and a fantastic traditional Hungarian folk vocalist, Eniko Zabo. We recorded this in Budapest last year. And it just got a, a really fantastic write-up in Folk Roots, F Roots magazine, the UK magazine. And uh, what can I say? I think uh, I think I I've seen it in my dentist's record. office, Folk yeah. Roots. Yeah. And uh, so the track is called uh, Two Roads. All right. Yeah. 
Are we gonna? Oh, oh no, no. We, oh, we'll play two roads at the end of the show. But you can, oh, okay. I then, thought you were gonna whip something oh, no, out. No, no, you no. Got that I'm gonna whip hand. something out. Okay, so whip something. <laughs> let's out. segue to the middle period record that I got that just came out <laughs> about the... a month ago, and that is Gary Lucas's Fleischerei. Aha! Uh-huh. Music from Max Fleischer cartoons on Cuneiform Records. And that's an ensemble I put together to do specifically music from Betty Boop and Popeye cartoons. I'm going to play some of this and talk a bit about Max Fleischer this Wednesday night at the City Winery Seder, the Freedom Seder. I'm an old hand at these seders of Michael Dorff's, who's the main guy at the City Winery behind it. And we did them... Starting in the 90s, I remember doing one with Lou Reed, Laurie Anderson, Steve Reich. I got, I got to tell you, I'm a big fan of uh, Passover and the Seder. Yeah. I, think, I think it's a it's really best gr- Jewish holiday. It, it's such a great tradition. Best and, you know, and um, food-wise. Well, I go for a potato latke. Oh, uh, Hanukkah okay. redeems itself with a latke. Um, are you an applesauce? I'm an applesauce guy. guy. I'm an apple. I'm an applesauce guy. guy. Well, you have to you have to come over next year for for latkes. I'm there because um, okay. I, I flip I flip a lovely latka. I like <laughs> I like I like to I like to think, but um, just a bissel. Of I, it's, it's you know it's important to tell the story of Passover. I really think that's great. It's and, good um, liberation and. Um, story, yeah, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you identify as a, as a, yeah. as a Jewish artist, and I think that's that's important. So, as, as if well. you are so inclined, Wednesday night, I believe there's still some seats. You get a full meal and a lot of wine, and some great entertainment from people like Peter Yarrow and David Broza, Lenny Kay, Dan Zanes, and myself. And so, I'm going to play a number from Fleischer as an instrumental. It's Little Pal from the cartoon of the same name by Max Fleischer, and uh, check it out. So. You dig it. Hey, I wanted to ask you, uh, you're, you're playing that old, old Gibson. You said something yes. fun, interesting to me the other day, um, that you don't fetishize guitars. No. I'm always amazed that you've been playing the same guitar. Yeah. Like, like, since I've known you, I know guys who've got closets full of them. I'm one yeah. of those guys. But um, you yeah. seem to stick to your main two, two guitars. Like, Well, it's partially this. It's partially a space problem. I'm in uh, <laughs> one bedroom apartment in the West Village for many years, so where am I going to stick them? The other thing is I really believe a guitar is meant to be played often. They get personalized. They become part of you. And this is being my favorite guitar. I've taken it all over the world. It's got a lot of dings and cracks in it, like an old surfboard. Yeah, how many times but... has that guitar been re-glued together? <laughs> it's got parts. a few like, uh, like marks on it, but, you know, who doesn't? The fact is, <laughs> <laughs> fact is I think that uh, they just get better with age, like wine. And you would be a connoisseur. And <laughs> you would know this to be a truth. Or some wines. Or a truism. 
So some you, some you, wines you, like you, juice way age better than other. All I'm saying is, uh, <laughs> yeah, but Jewish women age the best. <laughs> so uh, fact is, guitar is meant to be playing. I know a lot of people that I love and respect who have their 400 or 500 guitars stashed away in temperature control vaults. The best story I got on this was I played once in Tokyo at a club in the Roppongi called the Volga, trying to be a blues club, a former Russian restaurant by the Russian embassy there. And a kid came up to me and he said, you have a 64 Strat? I got three of them in a temperature <laughs> control vault in my apartment in Tokyo here. And I said, yeah, I got one, and I just take it all over the world, and I play it every day. So there. So... I think guitars are merely planks of wood with strings on it. And a you couple know, you magnets. Don't get too <laughs> precious about it. So anyway, anyway, as ever, it's been the fastest half hour on the internet yeah. today. Uh, Gary Lucas is here. We're talking about Pearly Clouds. Your new uh, yeah, know, psychedelic, psychedelic world music. Psychedelic world music. I, they say uh, the I mean, I mean, ethno folk jazz. I'll go because I, I don't believe that there is such a thing as world music. I got. Hey. I, I, that's uh, it was a. It's semantics. It, I get it, but maybe you know, it was created to by suits gap. like you at no, Columbia. Not, not me. <laughs> I know exactly who created, but hey, you know, he, he's dead, and he was a nice guy. And I, I did. His radio show, so God you know, bless well, it was a way to try to you know sell Afri- turn African artists into the next Bob Marley right. or, or, or some yes. goddamn thing. Now you know if that's world music, then so is Skip James. That's, that's yeah. Well, it, music is music. I hate labels. I'm a beefard guy. Lick my decals off, baby. <laughs> Even you, Mike Edison. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm from the I'm from the world. Yes. So ergo. Ergo. Okay. Anyway, it's uh, good to see you. We're going to go out listening yeah. to a track from 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 the record, uh, Pearly Clouds. Uh, next week, uh, our pizza is here. Next week, everybody's yes. favorite pizza, Pizza Remba, will be back here on Arts and Seizures. We got a, um, some guys from the New York City Hot Sauce Expo. We're going to be uh, it's hot sauce and blues next week. All right. So this week was definitely more arts than seizures. Thanks to Gary Lucas for coming out. Please don't forget to go check him out at the City Winery for Passover and the Cutting Room. Find him on uh, GaryLucas.com. Stephen Talkhouse, GaryLucas.com. Mike Edison. What a pleasure to do your show. Let's eat some pizza. Let's eat some pizza. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, For Dave the Engineer, Gary Lucas, Mike Edison, the Heritage Radio Network family. See ya.
Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.